0: This is the sermon from Rev. Dr. Bob John, pastor of Aldersgate United Methodist Church in Chelmsford, Massachusetts. We hope you are blessed with this message today. If you are seeking a church family, we are located at 242 Boston Road. Our worship services are at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. on Sundays. May God bless you and your family this day and give you peace. Good morning. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Hebrew Bible, the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verses 1 through 4a. It's on page 2 in your pew Bible. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it because on it, God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. These are the generations of the heaven and the earth when they were created. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Dan, for the reading. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I want to say thank you to all those who reach out to me with uh, cards and emails and texts and even phone calls to tell me that you pray for my healing as I struggle with the shingles this past week. Janice called me to give me some tips on pain as she also had shingles in the past year. Daddy even came to the parsonage to give us some fresh-baked scones. From time to time, we suffer, feel vulnerable, and struggle helplessly. But that is when we often feel loved, how much we are loved and we realize how much we matter to others. So I say thank you from the bottom of my heart again, and, and pray God blesses you all in your generous hearts. After I was diagnosed with the shingles last Sunday, I was sent to the ER at Mass General Hospital on Tuesday due to some concerns that the shingles might have spread to my corneas in my eyes. So thankfully, Peter, blessing his heart, gave me a ride from our house to Boston. And he sat with me the whole time. As I told the doctor I had the shingles, she looked at me and she said, oh, you're not alone. Actually, there has been an increasing number of those under 50s who come down with shingles lately. We think they have something to do with the stress, especially coming out of the pandemic, she said. If you have not had the shingles before, my advice to you is this, just don't get it. <laughs> it's quite painful. It's like someone is poking a fork into your brain 24 hours, but one thing seems clear to me at this time that we are stressed whether we are young or old. A recent article that appeared in the American Psychological Association argues this pandemic has made many people struggle even with the basic decisions such as what to eat or what to wear. Not to mention the stress we get from inflation, the war in Ukraine, and global uncertainty. As we will continue to learn more about the lasting impact of this pandemic in the future, it seems urgent that we need to pay attention to our stress, whether they are high or low. There are many self-help guidebooks on how to manage our stress more effectively such as exercising, eating well, or enjoying our hobbies. But I want to invite us this morning to listen and pay attention to the biblical notion of how we can deal with our stress more effectively. Sabbath. I want to share with you three points this morning. What is a Sabbath? why do we practice sabbath and how can we practice sabbath first of all what is sabbath the hebrew word for shabbat means cease rest or end and our reading today from the book of genesis tells us how the world created in the beginning in the beginning the earth was complete chaos, and the darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. And God brought order out of the chaos through God's words, and God said, Let there be light. And there was a light. And God called the light day and the darkness night. Let there be a dome to separate the waters from the waters. God called the dome a sky. As the days went on, God continued to work by speaking God's words. Let there be land. Let there be light in the sky in the day and night. Let there be living creatures in the ocean and birds in the sky. Let the earth bring forth living creatures. To multiply. On the sixth day, God created humans in God's image so that they could be the stewards of all this God's creation. And God saw everything that God created and the Bible says it looked beautiful and good. After six days of work, God rested on the seventh day and God blessed it. God, in another version of the Bible, hallowed it. Abraham Heschel is a distinguished Jewish scholar and activist. In his book, The Sabbath, Heschel points out that it is our human tendency to be occupied with the space. It's the objective of many people to enhance their power and influence over others by conquering space. You know we go to work and we we work to buy our homes and summer cottages. We work in companies to expand our territory or gaining more consumers from globally. Countries go to war against each other to invade or defend their borderline. It's just space. But Sabbath is different. It's a concern with the time. It's a sanctification of time. It's a sacred time, hallowed by God, that is not bound by what happens in this world. Therefore, Herschel says, Sabbath is a day on which we are called upon to share in what is eternal in time, to turn from the results of creation to the mystery of creation, he said. So what is Sabbath? It's a day of rest from our work, in our participation of God, who graciously sanctifies this day as joyous, restful, and generous. Secondly, why do we practice Sabbath? Well, a simple answer would be, it's because God commanded God's people to do so. Let me give you a quick quiz. What is the fourth commandment? It's pretty easy considering you're talking about Sabbath. (laughs) Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. That's the fourth commandment. I know some people might cringe their face and as we hear the words commandments. When we believe that we have our personal freedom To say what we want to say and live the way we want to live. Maybe except for paying our taxes to IRS. But theologically, theologically God gives us Sabbath and commands us to keep it holy because God wants to give us freedom in God. Toward the end of Genesis, we read how Jacob and his 11 sons, their wives and their children, entered the land of Egypt in times of famine. Although the 10 brothers sold Joseph into slavery, God elevated him to be the prime minister in the land of Egypt, so that in times of trouble, his family could be saved and also multiply in great numbers in this foreign land. As a matter of fact, looking at how strong these Israelites grew among them, the Egyptians grew fearful of them. They thought that in times of war, these Hebrews might join the enemies, even uh, revolt and even attack them within. So they enslaved these Hebrews They gave them hard labor to build supply cities in memory in honor of their pharaoh. They put them into work and made their lives bitter and miserable, working with the mortar and bricks. And they had no rest because they were slaves. Some of us might be offended even to hear the word slaves here. What does such a scandalous world have to do with us today in the 21st century? I know that we are not slaves, but how often do we feel enslaved or captivated by our works and obligations? I'm a pastor. By the nature of my work, I constantly read, think about my sermon the whole week, visit parishioners, and jump from committee to another. And I often bring some of my concerns and my worries to, to my home, and I constantly talk about it with my wife. You know my wife, she's a good listener, but there's a point that she cannot take it anymore. <laughs> so she will tell me, can you stop talking about what's going on in the church, and maybe just we can focus on us and, and our children. And sometimes I worry too much, thinking that I should be there for this and, and for the whole time. And maybe you're like that too. You cannot let go, because you want to be in the control of the situation. Dorothy Bates, a practical theologian, she writes, to act as if the world cannot get along without our work for one day in seven is a startling display of pride that denies the sufficiency of our generous maker, she says. Pharaoh oppressed the Israelites, demanding them to work without rest. There was no Sabbath for these people. There was no rest for them. On the contrary, our God is a generous God who demanded the Israelites to rest from their work. And not just the Israelites, the animals, the slaves, both males and females, and even the the foreigners, immigrants, aliens living among them. God said, keep the Sabbath and holy. Get rest on this holy day. In honor of this generous God who deeply cares about the well-being and happiness of all God's creation. Finally, how can we celebrate Sabbath? Well, the most important answer would be to come together just like this morning and as a community of believers and worship our God together. For Christians, every Sunday is a day of Christ's resurrection. Every Sunday is Easter for us. It's a day we celebrate the victory of Christ over death, giving us the ultimate hope in God. Even when we go through our personal or communal trials and tribulations in this world, that we know that there's ultimate victory in God. It's a day also we gather to acknowledge that we are united in God's graceless love for us as we share the body and blood of Christ. We share our fellowship and stories with one another, although our society and our world often divide us and put us to hate against each other. Sabbath is a day when we come together and bless one another as God's precious children. Recently, Evelyn Heinrich celebrated her 68th birthday. No? And I called her to tell her what a blessing it is to see her at the church. Especially I see her welcoming little children. Which reminds me how Jesus welcomed little children and loved them. That's how we keep the Sabbath holy. But also we spend our time with our beloved. Or sometimes we spend time to rest by reading, reflecting, going out for a walk. It is said that Eugene Peterson, a presbyterian minister, observed his Sabbath by this way. He he often drove to the country, read the Psalms, took a silent hike for several hours, or a quiet evening at home. Dorothy Bays, again, she argues that it's just such a terrible idea to have committee meetings at the church after worship service on Sunday, as it violates the Sabbath freedom. And I'm glad to share with you that Eldersgate is not one of those churches. I know that some of us may not be able to rest on sabbath day because we work, we also have other schedules, but we can find one day per week that we can let go ourselves. We can honor God who tells us that it's important to rest, take care of ourselves and those we love, rejuvenate instead of constantly worrying and working. I want to finish my sermon this morning with a story I experienced some years ago. It was one Friday in some summer in 2019. My family and I went down to New Jersey for a few days of vacation. If you do not know why we go to New Jersey sometimes, there is a big Korean town uh, called Fort Lee in Palisades Park in New Jersey, which has many authentic Korean food and restaurants. Of course, there are so many Korean churches there too. You know, wherever two or three Koreans gather, they start a church. (laughs) I know you cannot say that but I can say that because I'm a Korean guy. <laughs> Besides, it's a true. We love to start a church. But anyway, while we're in New Jersey, we went to Jenkinson's Aquarium and enjoyed many rides at the amusement park. Unfortunately, Daniel got into an accident in one of the rides. His leg, got stuck between two heavy panels. He almost could have lost his leg that day. Thankfully, the accident ended with just some bruise on his leg and $25 worth free coupons (laughs) as a compensation or maybe hush money from the park. Oh, we had such a what a day it was. You know, we were just exhausted mentally, emotionally, and physically. And when we dragged our bodies back to the hotel, as we entered the entrance door, I saw the dining room. And I saw a Jewish family with a little boy and a girl gather for the sabbath table. The parents set up a beautiful table with candles and the meals, and the father stood and read from the sabbath liturgy and read from the scripture, telling his family who God was, where they came from, and how God was blessing them through that holy time. As I saw that family, I just felt like in this busy world, the time had just stopped for that family as they partook in the grace and generosity of God who gave them family. In this world where we are often preoccupied with what we have to do for our our children so that we can be good parents. What we have to do for our spouses to stay in healthy marital relationships. In this world where we constantly worry about what to eat and where to travel, this family understood that our happiness and the meaning of our lives come from God, who gives them to us, as God's precious gift. You know, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Jesus has become our rest and our Sabbath. As we gather this morning as God's people, within by God's gracious love. I hope that we approach this table with gratitude because who God is for us, our generous maker, and what God has done for us through Christ to liberate us from the bondage of our worries, our arrogance, and even be to God and God's people say, Amen.